That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't gonna waste her time? Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. So, uh, how much did you need? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? Real story. Like, I was I was playing this, this record for a friend of mine, you know what I'm saying? We was just chilling. I was just playing another album and like, she was like, yo, I love the record. The record is incredible. But, you know, something's different. You know what I'm saying? Something, it just ain't the same. I said, nigga, that's the point. My, my, my mama told me that this music was cool. All she ever wanted from me was to graduate from school. But I had other plans, so I bid school to do. I called Food Line, had to tell them I was through. No more stocking peas and corn. I was born for a much greater purpose. Do you this service? Margie got nervous, but Thomas don't sweat. Eight years, I ain't been back yet. Lack of time on your TV sets. No radio spins. Mama asking the son, what he doing for ends? Spending weeks on the road. My, this ain't for pretend, unheard to the creme de la creme, keep bouncing, on beats pouncing, cat reflexes, had your attention when I pulled up in Lexus, big like Texas, G's on the checklist, you ain't gotta ask ma, I'm bringing home the breakfast, gotta respect this, mama I got dreams, but dreams won't keep the lights on, I'ma make money money, and if I can't make it, I'ma take money money, what you say buddy buddy, uh. And see my niggas on the corner Chillin' with the pounds on they waist Gettin' old, gettin' round in the face And when I hang with them They ask me if the mission show means I'm ashamed of them Well, I can't say that I'm proud But on the same, can't say I'm allowed to judge I'm just glad to see you Cause truth be told, if my records never sold And I wasn't raised as bold, nigga, I would probably be you I've been God blessed with the gift to make music It took me all over the continent But still got boys on the block and fam Smoking rock, so please miss me with that conscious shit I spent many a sleepless night because of it Until I had to shake that shit off and reach the conclusion That every now and then you gotta ask yourself Do you really wanna win or just look good losing? It's no illusion I'm having a good time. They just trying to ruin it. Shout out to the fact that I'm the youngest nigga doing it. Cap, bone, rim, bent, Denzel, Larry Time. She ain't trying to pop this shit for pimping it. Okay, well, never mind. I, I tried to tell you, Drizzy, there's nothing nice. Racist saying you, you should, should quit. quit. Car saying fuck, fuck your life. life. Okay, yo, we out of here. Toodles for you, bitches. bitches. And if your dog's up, I got, got that voodoo for you, bitches. Yeah, I can just getting rich. I don't, I don't want, want trouble. trouble. I made enough of two, nigga. Boy, stunt double famous like a drug that I take into my job. But I never ever trip. Happiness and love. And the devil in my jeans. So they feel me kind of snug. And I came in my hand. They did what I do. I'm about whatever, man. But what, what they, they be talking, talking about? We don't think it matters. Oh, hey, Ooh, how we doing? welcome to the Black Out Tips podcast with your boy Drake. Yeah, and y'all saying the words too? <laughs> with your boy Rod and Karen. Yeah, they uh, call me Aubrey. Aubrey. <laughs> with your boy. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Black Out Tips podcast with your boy Rod and Karen. 
And we're back this time with my brother in the house again. This is what your third time on the show. Yep. Yeah. Um, I guess I guess that Drake missed, you know, kind of messed him up. He trying to do my part and his part, y'all. Yep. That's my boy. <laughs> That's my boy. Yeah. You know how I get about Drake. You know I love him so much. You no, know, um, I do get emotional about some Aubrey. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Plus your jeans is mighty fitted. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, girl. Nicki Minaj, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, don't forget that um, you can uh, leave comments on the podcast. Just go to Podomatic.com or you can go to uh, Facebook. We have a Facebook group to search for the Black Guy Tips. And today we actually got over 500 members for our group. So thank you to all the fans who joined the group. Yeah. Um, and continue to participate and comment on our uh, posts that we make there. Um, and don't forget you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. Um, say that again. That S M D A T. And I am not on Twitter. All right. And um, that's not his Twitter name. That's just that he's not on Twitter. He used to be though. <laughs> um. But, uh, uh, yeah, so you can leave comments on there, and you can also leave reviews on iTunes. Uh, we got quite a bit of reviews. We got a, a lot of positivity right there, so thank you guys. Um, and also, shout out to the SOHH.com message boards, because we got a lot of positivity this week on the podcast that we did last week. So, uh, Ooh. actually don't have much to say, because everybody was so nice. I was kind of, sometimes we need those assholes to come wow. in and say something stupid, so I can rant on come out? No, not this week, so. And let's take the 4th of July off. And we got a new location that downloaded a whole bunch of podcasts this week um, in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Oh, we over there with the naked women. Hey. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> naked women and AIDS, baby. Yeah, I watch porn. I watch porn, though. Yeah, I do, too. That's where they be at, too. Mm, yes. I don't, what took us? What took the pornographer so long to discover Brazil? Because I remember back in the day, man, it wasn't no Brazilian porn. Then all of a sudden, you couldn't go nowhere without seeing that shit, man. I know, right? Did they, like, open up the, the embargo on yeah. Brazilian porn bitches or something? I don't know. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll pass y'all passports. Come on over. Yeah. I mean, now that's one type of legal immigration I am for. Absolutely. Uh-uh. Mm. Bring them on. Bring the freaks. Yeah. I get If it was Brazilians going into Arizona, it probably wouldn't even be no immigration uh Law trying to get past. It's like, it's cool. Don't. No, it's cool. <laughs> All our tax money would go to is something else. And don't forget, speaking of Brazil, the July is undress month. Um, we still haven't got any naked pictures of women to the to the mailbox. But remember, the blackout tips at gmail.com. Just mail the naked pictures in. Um, I will give you free. my personal email address. Yeah, it's getting kind of late in the game. But, I mean, it's, it's only the 10th of July. So, maybe y'all just hadn't heard the other shows. But, you know, make sure you send those pictures in. Um... And also, don't forget, you can copy the link on our podcast, put it on your Facebook status, and it will actually link people who follow you to our podcast. So they can just click on it, play it through Facebook, and that's one way to promote the show If in case you're not going to donate. And uh, speaking of donations, you know, you just go to the blackouttips.blogspot.com, and you can uh, actually click on the donate button, or you can go to our Podomatic page. Just search the Blackout Tips. There's a donate button there. And we got two nice donations from people. Um, and we really appreciate it. And yes, it's all, we do. It all goes back into the podcast. Yes, so thank you, does. guys. Thank you very appreciate much. appreciate all $15 that y'all provide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say how much it was, but it was it was, it was was a nice amount. And we thank you, guys. Um, so, I guess we should get right into the big news. Uh, this fall, I decided to take my talents down to South Beach and join... The Miami Heat official podcast. I'm, I'm gonna get on there with all the other superstar podcasters. Ah, um, so you leaving me? 
You gone? Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'll, don't be mad. Don't burn my don't burn my jersey. I mean, man. did you really have to do a podcast to tell us that shit? I, I mean, I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, did we have to have this collaboration? I mean, did you have to call us out? Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. We really uh, need this 30 minute podcast to talk. about I tried to get people to come to this podcast, but it sucks so much that nobody wanted to join. <laughs> so I got to go where the talent is, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm joining Dan Lavatar. If you would have gave me enough time, I'd have wrote you a drunk letter. What's going on? Man? <laughs> you didn't want me enough time. So obviously, we're talking about LeBron James, which is like the biggest story of, of, of this era right now. Oh, yeah. It's so weird listening to how this shit took over the media. Like, it's been culminating for a couple years. Yes, well, I mean, we're in the middle of, like, soccer season, so... <clears throat> yeah, but this is still the biggest free agency yeah, yeah. ever of yeah. all time. Like, it's crazy. It's still, like... This is this is basically an HR meeting yeah. that was held <laughs> publicly. <laughs> We're gonna have cameras this time. Yeah, it was like his exit interview, but on TV, and it's kind of weird because of all the angles about it. And I've been getting into it with people on Twitter about it, where they disagree with me. And I brought Rodney on here. I didn't even tell him what my stance on it is or anything. Mm. And I don't like. I just wanted to get an unbiased opinion from somebody that don't really have a stake in the fight, hadn't even seen my discussions. Right. Because maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm not, but I, you know, we'll see. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm just coming at it from a guy who's not a hater perspective. And, uh, you know, I can understand other people, but uh, we'll get into that in a second. Um, so you don't want to hear my opinion right now? No, nah, we're going to get into the whole thing in a second. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a, we gonna, when we get into LeBron, I figure we're going to be talking for a minute, so oh, yeah. we might as well do this other shit first. <laughs> um, we saw Toy Story 3 last night. Yeah, it was excellent. Man, I love Toy Story. It yeah. was excellent. The whole series was excellent. And I think, I don't know if they're going to do another one, but I think if they never do another one, it's justice. I think as far as a trilogy, it, it was one of the best uh, ones um that I've seen, you yeah. know. It was, it was really emotional, too, like, because... Yes, it was. Let me all... think about my toys. I almost started crying. I got toys up in my mama's attic right now. <laughs> well, it's, uh, what I liked about it was how um, it, it kind of came full circle. Yes, it did. Um, with the whole, like, the... It's about, like, it's about toys, but it's really about loss. It's about growing up. It's about uh, renewing relationships, about moving on. Um, it's almost like watching... The, their owner die and then them move on to the next you know like the cycle of life for toys so yeah. it was kind of dope man and then um, it's kind of like for little kids you know it's almost kind of deep some of the things that they're handing yes. out yes you know when you're yes. talking about the toys possibly about to get destroyed and shit like that and people about to uh, basically uh, like like just the existence of these toys no longer being valuable in anyone's life like yeah. You know, it's just crazy, man. But I, I really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, and I and, know one um, thing. I need to go see that. It yeah. was actually really good. That one of the teddy bears was gangster boy. He got his heart broken, and with nobody having no love. Yeah, he was a big time villain. And um, the the funny shit to me was how they just kept making these gay jokes about Ken. Yes, the they level. did the whole time. <laughs> they was like, "You a girl's toy? I'm not no girl's toy." Yeah, he was the gayest. <laughs> but he had a house. He had a house full of outfits. Then we saw a couple previews, and I gotta speak on them. Um, there was one movie about some owls called Legend of the Guardian or some shit. Owls like the bird? Bird, uh -huh. yeah. Like owl, you know mm. what I'm saying? Boo. No. Boo. Boo. Yeah, Boo. I'm not, not going to see, see that. that. Mm -mm. Um, then it was a another Chronicles of Narnia? Yeah. God damn, man. What? How many times y'all keep going back to this shit? Y'all going to be grown-ass men going back to Narnia? <laughs> Damn, they ain't got no type of immigration laws in Narnia that these niggas could just keep 
going back every couple of years? I guess not. Damn, it's like every every time it starts, it's just like, oh man, we need to go do such and such. Let's go back to Narnia. Like, why are y'all coming back to to Earth then? And uh, there's a Smurf movie coming out next year. Yeah, I think. Oh, shit. And I never noticed until um, the next the website for this movie is Smurf Happens. Um, Smurf is basically replacing curse words and all this. Like our whole childhood has just been putting ah! Smurf <laughs> in all kinds of places and just being like, oh, that kids can watch this now because we said Smurf instead of like fuck or whatever. <laughs> like it's, I mean, obviously they weren't too raunchy, but I mean it wasn't like you know, why don't you suck my Smurf and Smurf suck so Smurf <laughs> all over your face? <laughs> like Smurf it was, it. yeah, it wasn't all that bad, but it was like, you know, it's like. I'm having a bad smurfing time or something. You're like, what? You can't just say that. <laughs> no, you can't. Like, why kids shouldn't watch that? Oh, that's either gonna be real good or real terrible. Yeah, and then uh, speaking of uh, people that like to curse and use inappropriate language, I might have to pause this because guess what? What's up? The Mel Gibson audio came in. Oh, that's what I'm talking hop about. Hop dog. dog. All right, oh. hold on. Hold on while I put put move this mic, y'all. All right, man. So I know Rodney hadn't heard this yet, um, but did you hear about what he, his mm-hmm. comments, the pack of niggers yeah. thing? Yeah. All right. So his what? Who recorded it was his baby's mom. Mm-hmm. She recorded it, and you're gonna hear the audio here. You tell me how how it sounds. You like? I think it kind of sounds like a little shady. Like she set him up. Like she said some stuff. Mm-hmm. Then she hit record. But but at the same time, he still did say these things. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna play this audio real quick and uh, let's let's break it down together. Uh, and go. Come on, audio. Alright, we got some technical difficulties. Hold on. And action. And it's still not working. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even playing, though. No, it's not. Yeah. We might have to get it the refresh, version of it. Refresh, refresh, refresh. Alright, let me refresh this shit. And now we got it. It has nothing to do with it. Oh, it had nothing to do with what? The fact that you had foreign bodies in there? Correct. Correct. Okay, good. So you're not lying to me about fake tits. I've never had. Yes. Now, see, it sounds like she started in the middle of the argument, and that maybe he was bringing up her breastfeeding their child with fake boobs or something like that. Ah. Like, you know, because he don't want, you know, people get real protective about their children, and he's like, well, I don't want silicone in my baby's mouth or whatever. And then she just hit record. Like, all right, and gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> yes, you just did. You said they weren't. You fucking lied to me before. What? I didn't. I never said it, or I never said anything of a kind. You never asked me. I never told you. Or maybe you asked me, but I never lied about this. I like I like how she's using her calm voice too to make him seem extra like a bitch. Like she could have literally just seconds before she hit record button been like, "Listen, you little dick bastard. That's why you never been shit and Braveheart suck. You racist motherfucker, Jew hater, huh? What you think about that? And I got these fake titties feeding your child. Record. And then as soon as he got mad, she was like, "I don't know why you being like this, man. Why don't you just calm down? I love when women do that too. You arguing with them and they get extra calm." To make you seem extra like you the one that's been mad. Yeah, actually, I, I do that. I flip that shit around. You get extra calm on that? Oh, I get so calm. <laughs> like, I, I hate that tactic. Who cares? So, they look ridiculous. Get rid of them, why don't you? Anyway, uh, you know. That's not none of your fucking business. With it is, thing. it is. They look stupid. 
I'm just telling you, it's just an appraisal. Keep them if you want. Look stupid. See if I give a fuck. You know, but they're too big and they look stupid. They look like some Vegas bitch. They look like a Vegas whore. And you go around sashaying around in your tight clothes. Now, see, he could be accurate about all this, but we supposed to think he's a bad guy because he's famous. You know what I'm saying? Now, there are some women they do that, that got some big-ass fake titties that look ridiculous. ridiculous. He could be right. Yeah, if he was a broke nigga telling somebody this, we would not be here in this yeah. wouldn't. And he's just telling his baby mama, look, you look ridiculous. You're the mother of my child. You walk around looking like a hoe. Dwight Howard could have said this same thing. Ah, you know what I'm saying? And been just as accurate. It just ain't been recorded. And stuff. I won't stand for that anymore. I don't. I don't want around. I don't want to be that. I don't walk around in tight clothes. I stay home. Well, in all fairness, he didn't say she walked around in tight clothes. He said she sat sashayed. So come on. You go out in public and it's a fucking embarrassment to me. You look like a fucking bitch on heat. And if you get raped by a pack of niggers, it'll be your fault. Alright? So, I think earlier they reported she looked like a pig in heat, but said a bitch in heat. Right? And you know, niggas love bitches. So, like, him saying she would be raped by a pack of niggas, I don't know if I could be offended by that, man. I mean, what do these bitches want from a nigga? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. DMX asked that question. Yeah, I mean, maybe he been listening to DMX and he was like, "Look, niggas love bitches, and a pack of them might rape you if you keep acting like one." Because <laughs> you're provocative. You are provocatively dressed all the time with your fake boobs. You feel you have to show off in tight outfits and tight pants so that you see your pussy from behind. And that's green. Now you know that's how he she got him. Say that. Well, damn, ain't that what dry? Ain't that why y'all got a baby? Well, you know. I mean, I just feel like it's, it's other ways to tell somebody I don't like the way you be dressing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nicer way to touch the text. Well, that's how I talk to Karen. To this extent, you know what I'm saying? That's how I talk to Karen. When we're about to go out to the movies or something, I'll be like, are you really going to wear that? Because you will get raped by a pack of niggas walking around like, I'm fucking sick of it. You're your fucking bitch. Hanging out your motherfucking pants. Your pussy lips. I can see them. I can see your thong. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn, dog. The, the, the whole time, every time I do it. Why you just get like, baby, can you change? I don't yeah. know what you got. You know like, he waited till all of it built up. Like, Why don't you cover some of this up? He's that dude that walks out with her in public and never says anything, but secretly is eating them up inside. Yeah. And then today he just snap. Yeah, yeah, he had enough. It was funny to me too, man, because you know, like we were saying, this is how she got you, dog. Yeah. You know, you seen them pussy lips from behind, and was like, "Oh, who is that? She needs to have my baby." Pussy so fat, you can see it from behind. And then all of a sudden, he was like, "Wait a minute, I gotta be with you." Think today was enough. That's provocative. Okay. I'm telling you. I'm just telling you the truth. I don't like it. I don't want that woman. I don't want you. I don't believe you anymore. You I don't agree. trust you. Yeah. I don't love you. I don't want you. Okay? okay? Stay in the fucking house. I'm not giving it to you, but I'll let you stay there. Okay. <laughs> that's a rich nigga move right there. Yeah. That's a, that's you can shit. stay in my house, bitch. I'm so rich. I hate you if you can stay in my house. You can't have it. But you can stay in my house. I'm rich, bitch. No, you can, that's some, that's some you can have it till I sell it. <laughs> yeah. That's some, that's some rich nigga shit. I really want, I want to one day be so rich my enemies can stay in my house I don't like. What? Why don't you just stay in my fucking house, nigga, you broke what? ass bitch? <laughs> and my experience. I will take care of my child, but I don't want you anymore. So, so I'm assuming it's over between them? Um, I think... 
First of all, I think that's just love. That's just the alcohol talking. That's alcohol. Yeah, that's just that's just love. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Two young kids in love. You say things you don't mean for in their forties. Yeah, sometimes you take it back. And I mean, I you know, I if I had a dime for every time I have said the girl I was dating was gonna be raped by a pack of niggas. <laughs> Oh my God, I would have so much money. You know, it just happens, man. Dress better. That's what I say. Anyway, I don't see what the big deal is. So what you telling me? I need to step my whole game up? <laughs> um, I'm just saying. You I, say your whole game? My yeah. whole game. Oh, your whole game. Yeah, my whole game. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. I've been seeing pussy lips from behind. And it's just. Ah, <laughs> ah, it's too much for you. Yeah. Pussy um, lips from behind. Yeah, that's just. Is that kind of like seeing the ass from the side? Yeah, like that's so. Like, that's so like. That's so descriptive. Like, you know, like seeing the ass from the front. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's a, that's a lot. If you can see it from the front. That's a lot, man. You can see it from the front. Dude was just. And the thing is, man, like this is your baby's mom. Oh, there's some long pussy lips you can see. Yeah, behind. she was tying them in a knot. It was crazy. She was like pulling them back to ah! her ass crack. Yeah, that was what had them in love in the first place. Damn, man. He was like, them lips could just flap. Fly away. Everybody <coughs> wants some roast beef. Damn. Um, alright, man. So uh you know about um well first of all, let's do something less serious. Puffin cereal is so good, man. You it ever had is. it? Is oh my gosh. It's good. It's, it's addictive. But it's like four ninety nine. Is right? it a type of cereal? Yes, yeah, type of cereal. It's got Puffin, P U F F I N, and they got this peanut butter kind. It's delicious. It's with supposed like to be a, good for with you. like a penguin on the front. Yeah, it's supposed oh. to be good for you. And this Where is I get it from? Harris Teeter. And it's expensive. It's like $5. What's so good about it? It's delicious. I can't describe it. it Y'all got some? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had some. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, it don't the, last long. We gotta, I gotta stop buying it. It's dangerous. Because uh, uh, uh. it's $5, and Karen <laughs> has a way of eating cereal. <laughs> Well, she pours milk and then puts the cereal in the bowl of milk. Yes, sir. Like, right? So, you know how, like, you most people put cereal in the bowl, mm-hmm. then you pour milk, and then no, you, I don't you eat like... that, and it's done. No. Karen pours milk, puts cereal, eats the cereal off the top of the milk, pours more cereal. Yes. I can't spend, she be going through, like, a box of puppets in, like, a day. I'm not spending $5 a day on fucking cereal. That's ridiculous. I'm like, I'm like the little kid in the house. She was like, damn, nigga, can you slow down? Please send donations. And I buy the cereal for myself. You know what I'm saying? Thinking like, well, we'll both get some. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like if I get a couple boxes, she get a couple boxes. Man, I'll be getting like one box, one bowl of cereal, maybe. Nah, you be getting a puff. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I, I had to start buying other cereal that she won't eat. So I can have some cereal in the house, man. That's a sad, <laughs> sad day, man. Anyway, um, Key from Atypical Sports wrote in a question. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wanted to know what our top five podcasts we listen to outside of Atypical Sports. Uh-huh. And Atypical Sports is an excellent podcast. Yes, it is. Um, really big fan of that. Um, yes, they're on iTunes, y'all. So what's your, um, what are your five, Karen? My five is Keith and the Girl. Uh, the Fantasy Football Guys, um, The Morning Jones, uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, and Car Talk. Alright, why don't you give us a little brief description of those? I'm, 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 Keith and the Girl is also in my top five. Yeah, Ke- Keith and the Girl is, is one of the first podcasts that I ever really listened to. And uh, Keith and the Girl is, well, they're not together no more, but it was like uh, boyfriend and girlfriend. And they, 
did a podcast and it comes on five days a week. It's really excellent, very high quality. Um, they even do, uh, they even have an app on iTunes where you can go click on the app and you can see them live. And you can actually go on the computer and like it has the video screen split up of everybody live and talking and chatting and things like that. Um, they have a lot of followers. And they have a lot of guests too. Like, yeah. Big time guests. Yes, like, yeah, really, big time guests. Uh, comedians. Comedians, musicians, yeah. uh, bloggers and stuff. So, I mean, they're, they're huge, you know. Uh, that's one of those things where it's like one day if you can get to that level in podcasting yeah. and you really just make yeah, it. Yeah, and they basically live off of their podcasting. Like, their podcasting is their life, you know. Yeah. They do other things to make extra money, but basically podcasting is their life. So they're a prime example that, that because of technology and media and things like that, you can kind of cut out the middleman and you can basically make a product and send it straight to the consumer without paying people fees. Yeah. So, um, like I said, they come on Monday through Friday. They're good. Um, another one I listen to is called a Fantasy Football Guy. I just do a do uh, fantasy football season. Um, they come on like twice a week. They come on like Mondays, which is the Sunday after the game. And they come on Thursdays, uh, right before the Thursday n- night games now. And I learned a lot from them. Like when I first started doing fantasy football, I didn't know what the different league was, what was PPR. You know, I didn't understand any of that stuff. And they have like live callers, so people can call in and ask fantasy football questions. So they might have the same player I have, or they might kind of have scenarios. But I got this player. Do I trade this player? Do I sit down this player? And they um, open up my eyes to it, so I can better understand. Okay, certain players. Um, with fantasy football, you do based off of who they play against. And certain players, you based off of who their backup is or who they playing against. So it really kind of opened my eyes and man, wow. helped me better understand fantasy football. What about the morning? Well, the morning Jones I'm, is also on my list, but that is a radio show that Bomani Jones does on Sirius Satellite Radio. Um, HardcoreRadio.com is their website. Or I think it's Hardcore Sports Radio, but um, it. It's it's just a great podcast. It's a you know the perspective of a thirty year old black male on sports and on the game in general is so much so refreshing compared to what's out there for most people. Even and it doesn't matter what your race is. If you just want to hear something different, yeah. like people, it amazes me how many people listen to the same opinions from these major media people all the time. Like, that's the beauty of podcasts. I don't listen to the radio anymore. I only really listen to podcasts because I get actual real opinions, fresh opinions from real people as opposed to like, you know, no offense, but like Tony Kornheiser or uh, Cowherd or whatever. Like, they, they have so much more on their shoulders as far as their image is concerned, as far as, uh, their backgrounds, like a lot of these people come from the same background. So their opinions are already shaped and molded to where they're just naturally uh, breaking things down from the perspective of the average uh, 40-something-year-old white male fan. Yeah. And it's cool to get something different. Yeah, and it's almost like in that standpoint, you're almost preaching to the choir. Right. It's like you're never really going to have anybody that's offended. Not unless you start talking about, I don't, not trying to be funny, sports that are predominantly black. You know, right. once you start getting into that genre, all of a sudden you get the people calling in and I hate the NBA or I hate the NFL. But the truth be told, that's okay if you don't like it. But and me, I do. So I don't want to hear you constantly calling me and bashing something. Yeah, well, what's more important is that uh, I don't think they're even really covering sports, you know, they're covering just their life and the way they view life. Yeah. 
And it's just cool to have a different view of life. Yeah. From the 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 Morning Jones, and so I would suggest that podcast. Uh, wait, wait, don't tell me. That's an NPR podcast. Yes, I've heard that one. It's kind of like a game show. And yes, it's, they it's, cover current events. Yes, and it's hilarious. And I mean, one time I had Ice T on there. It was hilarious. Cause they were talking about like it's NWA days and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So it's it's just a really really fun show for those who really like to laugh. Then I have another one called Car, Car Talk. That's one of my favorite ones too. Um, it's these two brothers, and they basically talk about cars. So I really learned a lot about cars. Freaking frat. Yes, freaking frat. So I learned a lot about cars and problems you have, and and things like that. And it's fun to listen to people call in, and they get them to make sounds their cars are making. So they crack jokes on stuff like that. And so I'm learning about my car. So if I get certain problems, sometimes I already know what it is based off of what I've heard from them. So those are my top five. All right, I think my top five would be keeping the girl. Obviously, is my favorite podcast. I mean, they're kind of like heroes that inspired this podcast. Yeah. Um, also, I like, uh, you know, obviously the Morning Jones, but um, I listen to that live. I like the Game Informer podcast. Game Informer is a video I game magazine. Mm-hmm. And uh, they basically, oh, you've heard yeah, it before, you're in the car. car. Um, and they break down new video game releases and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of the Player Hater podcast. It's, yeah. Uh, sex Games and BS with the Player Hater. Just search the Player mm-hmm. Hater on iTunes. That's a good podcast, Dude, y'all. if you don't love that podcast, I don't know how you listen to this one. Because yeah. it's only like... 20 minutes long most of the it's time. It's not long at all. And it's just a dude breaking down his perspective on relationships and black on black relationships and shit like that. And yeah. different types of women, different types of stuff. Like, it's, it's hilarious. Um, uh, this American Life, I listen to yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, uh, and I also listen to the Slate Political Podcast. Mm-hmm. Political Gab Fest is the name of it. Um, Derek suggested that to me. And, um, the, the last one I would say is uh, KC, KCRW's Left, Right, and Center. It's an NPR, uh, NPR podcast, yeah. but I, it's cool to hear them break down stories with the perspective of the left, the right, the center, and then the moderator. And, you know, the center is the moderator. And then they don't really have uh, arguments that get nasty, you know, yeah. and they're not just trying to say talking points no. so much. I mean, they do have talking points, obviously, but... Unlike Fox and CNN, where they yeah. just bring on two people and that bring are going to bail and say fight, right? And they, yeah. and they let them get disrespectful to each other, things like that. Um, you know that that's the kind of stuff I can't take. But these these podcasts I like a lot. Um, all right, so let me get into uh, the last serious thing I want to talk about. Oscar Grant um, was the guy who got killed. And the verdict was, uh, he got killed by a police officer mm-hmm. who says he was reaching for his taser, but he accidentally got his gun. Uh, he says he thought Grant was going for a weapon, and he pulled the trigger, and it wasn't his taser, it was his gun, and he killed him. In front of a lot of people. Yes. It was recorded. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, it was, it was live for everybody to see that this dude basically fucked up and killed somebody that was laying on the ground with the officer who had another officer had his knee like pinning him down so he couldn't move so it didn't look like he was going to get free or anything uh it just really looked like he went to tase him and he shot him and yeah you know um a lot of people are very upset about that verdict because he got manslaughter and it's either four years or it's two years in prison and two years probation or something like that Mm -hmm. um and it was involuntary manslaughter 
Um, and what's the? No, that sounds stupid. But what's the difference? Um, I'm gonna break that down. Um, okay. I went to this blog, um, and1grad.wordpress.com. Okay. I'll put a link to it on the podcast, but it's a the, a really good breakdown of the Oscar Grant uh, deliberation and what happened. Okay. Um, and his his conclusion at the end is that the taser and the and the gun need to be shaped differently so that they don't look the same. Ah. Because right now a taser and a handgun look pretty similar. And that and other officers have admitted to making this mistake before too, where they put wow. out their guns instead of their taser. Um alright, the the four possible verdicts that you could give because first degree murder was taken off of the um, yeah, because it's not like he went and just intentionally just shot him. Right, and okay. it has to be premeditated. All right, second degree murder is intentional killing that's neither planned nor premeditated. Needs to prove that, uh, I don't know how you pronounce this officer's name, Mercilly or Marcel, fired his gun deliberately. Voluntary manslaughter killed in the heat of passion without intent. Needs to prove that he was in fear of danger from Grant and... Like, his fear of danger from Grant and his friends was unreasonable, and that's what led to this. Okay. Um, and then involuntary manslaughter, which is what he got convicted of, means that you kill somebody with criminal negligence, where you fuck, like, and this is what it sounds like to me, he fucked up. He okay. was criminally negligent. Uh, and you have to prove that his mistakes and deviation from training were so profound that they were criminal, and I think that's what happened. Okay. And acquittal, of course, would mean, you know, they feel that he used the appropriate force. Okay. So... I, I'm not as outraged as everybody else. I mean, it looks terrible, obviously. Yes, it the does. video looks horrible. Looks like an execution style killing. Yes. It's a white dude killing a black person. Yes. So you had a racial aspect. That's right. Um, but with, I, I mean, I, I understand what there's, what people are saying. It's like, hey, it did look like he was going from a, for a weapon or anything. I really can't tell from that angle, honestly. Dude. There's so many people around. And it's like everyone wants to become CSI. Set out again. Something like that happens, but I couldn't tell. So I'm just gonna say, uh, you know, it sounds appropriate to me, not knowing much about it, um, and leave it at that. I mean, I understand that there's some suspect stuff that happened here. What? Well, then they do need to change the shape, or maybe change the way the handles fill in your hands. You yeah. know, make it, I don't know, more rigid. Make it wider. Make it. Just a distinction in it that kind of because when you, when you saw the picture side by side, they almost identical looked like like so when you're actually feeling because you kind of do it on instinct, they feel the same, right? And they I probably agree. shoot the same. So maybe you might need to change the way the trigger is. I mean, just something, um, or either change the coloring of it. I yeah. mean, just something so that it's more, um, it's easier to identify. And I'm not gonna read this letter, but he basically wrote a letter saying he's sorry and that it was an accident and oh, whatnot. Yeah. And, um, you know. What you know? Whatever. Let's get into some questions real quick, mm-hmm. and uh, then we'll finally be able to do the LeBron shit. Um, all right, we got a question from Isaac. He wrote the show actually with two questions. Okay. I read the second one first. Uh, yes, I realize LeBron will be one of the big topics on the next show. Here's my question: Does LeBron have any idea how close he is to becoming the most hated NBA player ever by the time this is over? Every city he entertained offers from and ended up dissing is going to hate him to the point where he'll be stuck having to bust out a I didn't rape a chick defense pissing off Kobe. Um, I'm only half joking on the last one too. When his career is over and there is still Kobe versus LeBron talk, I can see him doing a wink wink nudge nudge interview with old ass Stuart Scott saying, well Stu, uh, I never got any unfortunate incidents that made the NBA look bad. Um, so I guess he's saying 
this is gonna vilify him so bad that one day he might even say that uh, well, you know, at least I ain't rape a bitch, you know. I disagree. I don't, I'm unless he does something just ridiculous. That's, the truth be told, everybody wants the best player on their team, period. Yeah. People talking smack because he didn't choose their team, but the reality is, if he uh, says, hey, I ain't signed these papers, Heat, I'm going somewhere else, right. do you think that, that dude will take his letter off the internet? Hell yeah. Come do, on, you, yeah, yeah. do you think New York will be like, come on here, I love New York? Hell yeah. So no matter what you say, the reality is everybody wants the best player in the league, and right now he is the best. You can't argue about that you can't debate about that, and also, the, and, and, and not to kind of get off top a little bit. The thing that made me mad, everybody says, Well, he's going to the Heat, and it's Dwayne Wade's team. Well, when you look at it, he's going to the Heat, and he's still the witness. Like, the witness didn't change, you know, Nike didn't stop promoting him, so he's still Wait, who's the witness. LeBron, you know how they got the check oh, no, with he, the witness? We're all witnesses. Yeah, we're all witnesses. Yeah, not, we still, he's not the witness. He's not the witness. Well, we still going to be witnesses in Miami. That's right. not going to change, well, you know. Um, Yeah, I mean, we're going to get more to the LeBron thing, but I just, I don't think that this is going to vilify him forever. I, I don't think that's, either. That's it, it's going to blow off. He's 25. He'll probably play, what, 12 more years maybe? Yeah. 12 years from now, we would not even give a fuck about this. No. Um, Alright, the other day I was getting back into my car after, this is from Isaac also, mm -hmm. after stopping at CVS when out walked two girls early to mid-twenties. They had barely cleared the front door when one of them started yelling, No, she didn't. Tell me she didn't. Why do people do that? During this tirade, she was stomping her feet and seeing one step from pulling her hair out. Right as I was thinking, shit, something must be wrong. She then screams out, she know Jay-Z don't like that shit. What's wrong with Beyonce? And then he put, what the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like oh, that. That's how to be a short story. Well, it's funny, too, because ironically, within these two stories, he's kind of talking about the culture of celebrity. Yeah. And it's funny to me how, on the one, he's kind of picking on these people for being so involved in celebrity and in vilifying Beyonce. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But in this other letter, he's kind of like, well, LeBron's gonna be vilified and none of that. It's kind of like, hey, to me, it's all funny, you know? It is. Oh, this is the same guy? Yeah, yeah. same dude. Like, uh, it's, it's all celebrity to me. Like, whether um, it's being, like, somehow LeBron deserves to be, have our attention put on him and all this shit. Mm -hmm. But Beyonce, that's just ridiculous to think about. All right. Um, and my man Derek, you know, one of my best friends, wrote, wrote the show. He said uh, he's surprised about the backlash about Le LeBron. Uh, finally, an athlete leaves money on the table to pursue a title, and this is the reaction. I expect it from Ohio, but the national press seems way off on this, and I agree. I watched Sports Reporters this morning, and they were way off. Um, and uh, the last question is, um, AAW1976 wrote Karen and said, How much of a pay cut would you take to work with other people you like and be the best at your job? Mm -hmm. it would, to me, it would depend on how much of a pay cut. Not only that, it would depend on if I love the job. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to find that like, if it's a job that I really love, and if it's something that I'll probably do for free anyway, I, I think I would take a pay cut. If it's something I'm like, pay me my money, I, uh, you just pay me my money. Let me answer this question. I mean, if I'm already filthy fucking rich... Right. I mean, I take a couple million dollars off my salary. Right. You know. Yeah, what I'm I mean, because you're not gonna go lacking or without. I mean, would, would you rather be Joe Johnson making the max right. every year, and you ain't gonna win shit? You gonna be Nothing. out the first round, right. every first round, or you know, you take what 
seven, eight million dollars less than what he probably taking a yeah. year or you know something like that. And you gonna compete? You know you gonna compete for championships. That's yeah. right. Year after year. That's. After year. I mean, she basically boiled down the whole LeBron thing to, to one simple question. And I, I mean, I agree with that. Like, I would rather. I mean, it's a question, so I can't agree with the question, but I, I see that line of thinking where it's like, yeah, I now work with people I like. I'm now going to be contending to be the best in the NBA year after year for a long time. Who would turn that down? You know? Anyway. Most of it wouldn't. So, LeBron went to Miami. Mm-hmm. And his owner got mad. Oh, he was pissed. And he let all his bitch assness out for the world to see. Yeah, he so, did. I posted this letter on uh, the Blackout Tips uh, fan page on Facebook. So you can read the whole thing there. But I want to read it. Some of it. And also, you go to the Morning Jones show from Friday. Oh, and listen to the first segment. of uh, Morning ah. Jones reads the letter yes. like Dan Gilbert. But ah. he reads it like... As if Dan Gilbert was drunk and angry, uh, like oh, bitter. I like two times. Oh my gosh. Oh man, he had me dying. Oh, Alright. Dear Cleveland, all of Northeast Ohio and Cleveland Cavaliers supporters, wherever you are tonight, or I guess maybe he should have just said um, Cleveland Cavaliers supporters um, that probably don't live in Ohio no more, because wherever you are, you probably got your ass out of Cleveland. <laughs> That's Let's keep right. It real. Everyone that can yes. did. Um. Uh, I'm actually gonna go to the page and read, and I have to read this because the, the printer cut off some of the words. Okay. Um, all right. Where, wherever you may be tonight, as you know, our former hero who grew up in the very region that he deserted this evening is no longer a Cleveland Cavalier. Uh, this he said he deserted the region. He deserted them because he made a career move. How come no one says a team deserts a player when they trade his ass? No one says that, right? Never. The owners have much better PR than players. Um, as you know, as you now know, our former uh, this was announced with a several-day narcissistic self-promotional build-up, culminating with a national TV special of his decision. We put in quotes. Unlike any other ever witnessed in the history of sports and probably the history of entertainment. Clearly, this is bitterly disappointing to all of us. The good news is that the ownership team and the rest of the hardworking, loyal, and driven staff over here at your hometown Cavaliers have not betrayed you, nor never will betray you. <laughs> you ain't never in all caps like a bitch. <laughs> he really hurt, man. Yeah, he, he, he crying. He crying because the stock of his team gonna fall, man. No. Even and the thing is, people try to say, "Well, it's the money that he's gonna lose." I don't give a fuck. Like, you you don't have to reveal that you're a bitch, though. Like, people don't understand the value of ha- shutting up and having people respect you or opening your mouth and having everybody know you a bitch. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. No one has to know that the owner of the Cavs is a bitch. If I'm a free agent, I never want to sign with y'all if I got a choice. again. And on top of that, I think, and to me, and maybe this is just my opinion, it acts to me, when he wrote this letter and I heard it, it actually makes LeBron's decision look better. Right, like, he and a lot a of people don't understand that. Like, mm-hmm. in my eyes, I was like, "What, well, nigga? I he, see why you left." He took a night where LeBron clearly had had a bad look. Like, it was one of those nights where the most of us could say, you know, people that, especially people that don't respect the game or really understand the game, and that's probably most people. That's right. Um, from my experience, most people don't get. Power moves. They don't understand power moves because they've never been in a position to make them. Yeah, and even if they have, they resent people that that have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, what's funny to me is people took this and said, "This is LeBron being a bad person," mm-hmm. and it was immediately followed by what I would consider a narcissistic, 
a grand self-aggrandizing email from the owner acting like he fucking owned LeBron James. LeBron James was a free agent July first. Mm-hmm. He's, he's yeah. he can make whatever decision he wants. He, he doesn't not, owe you shit. No, he wasn't obligated to talk to you. He wasn't obligated to call you. Yeah, he wasn't obligated to communicate with you. He came in for your little fucking meeting. And that was all he had. That was, and he didn't even have to do that. No. Came in for your little pitch and watch a Family Guy episode. And he said, "All right, cool. All right, I'm out. See y'all. Yeah. You know, I'll let y'all know what I decide. That's what right. I let everyone know. All right. So, um, he he's, he's still talking about the fans. He said, "There's so much more to tell you about the events of the recent past and our more than exciting future." I don't think it's going to be more than exciting. I don't either. Over the next several days and weeks, we will be communicating much of that to you. You simply don't deserve this kind of cowardly betrayal. Man, I think he wrote that and nobody proofread that shit. That's what happens. I, I told somebody, oh, this is what I happens. he did that drunk. You can't I, tell me yeah. he wouldn't I told stand. somebody, this is what happens when you're so rich. Drinking too much scotch. This is what happens when you're so rich and no one can tell you no. Uh-huh. This is what happens. Because who's going to be the dude that tells Dan, Dan Gilbert... The majority owner who pays everybody's check, who's gonna be like, "Yeah, you, you, you shouldn't need to do this." Yeah, you need to change that sentence, dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he called this dude a coward. Uh, you, you have given so much and deserve so much more. Yeah, how many fans hit a jump shot? Huh? Nice. How many fans carry Eric Snow on their back to the motherfucking finals? Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, you giving a lot. Yeah, you. The only thing you giving is, is tickets, is money, is money for tickets and money for jerseys. Yeah, and yeah. you know what? He don't even make personnel decisions. Chicken or the egg argument here, though. None of y'all motherfuckers would have came out if LeBron wasn't there. Period. Show me the group of fans that wasn't going to support the best player in the NBA for the last seven no years. No matter when right. he went in the league. Yeah, and like right. it's so funny. Like the Cavs fans deserve more. How? What did they do that anyone else wouldn't have done? Right. Motherfucker could have played in bumfuck Washington. I mean, the only thing it would be sold out. The only thing that, that that I can really see that he's heard about is the fact that he did the TV show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the, the, here's the thing: like LeBron being from Cleveland or that area, or whatever. Yeah, Akron. It Akron makes it that much worse to him. Right, and, and yeah. to like a lot of other people too. Yeah, to but me, I, mean, I don't care. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't care either. I yeah. think the only thing that I can say. That I was bothered by the whole thing was like, okay, now, why you have to do an hour TV show? Yeah. And why did it take 30 minutes for you to tell us, you know what I'm saying, your decision yeah. and us to look at all your highlights and shit? Because we already know that shit about you. We've yeah. seen 5 million sports center specials about yeah. you. Yeah. We don't have to see the shit again. I mean, you want to know what's ironic about that? After he told us the decision, I changed the channel. I was you like, know, you know, what, you know what's ironic about that? What? Can you think of one thing LeBron James said since the end of the playoffs to the decision? No. Publicly, nothing. No. Publicly, he has like nothing. Like everyone feels like he's been. We've been attacked with LeBron promotion and LeBron hype. It's ESPN. It is so ironic that none of it's driven by him. Chris Bosh was sending out forty twitters a day, yeah. talking about what I'm eating lunch with Dwayne Wade. I'm about to suck his cock. Oh, please, why follow me? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big deal. I need the maximum. Like it's so funny. Listening to these other dudes promote their own shit. Dwayne Wade's doing interviews, telling, dropping shit like, oh, Chicago had a very interesting diet. It was so You're missing one more. Yeah, like yeah, like these dudes are hyping LeBron, and LeBron ain't said a damn thing mm-hmm. until the decision, but yet people are like, well, it's kind of fucked up how he betrayed everybody. Betrayal to me is, I'm going to stay. Whoops, I'm going to leave. Kind of like Carlos yeah. Boozer did. To go That's on. betrayal. Yeah. That's betrayal, where it's like, I have a wink, wink, nod, nod agreement to come back. And no, actually, I'm bullshitting. As soon yeah. as you let me go, I'm gone. Yeah. All right. Um, I think it was just embarrassing. And you want to know something else? 
this blind man that used to own Cleveland that got betrayed by Carlos Boozer handled, got literally betrayed handled his shit with much more class than Dan Gilbert. Yeah. And that says mm-hmm. something. That says something to me. Um, Alright. If you thought we were motivated before tonight to bring the hardware to Cleveland, I can tell you that this shameful display of selfishness and betrayal by one of our very own has shifted our motivation to previously unknown and previously never experienced levels. Some people think they should go to heaven but not have to die to get there. Sorry, but that's simply not how it works. Oh yeah, he was man. She was on about his fifth fifth shot, fifth yeah, sixth shot. This shocking act of disloyalty from my homegrown chosen one, and like those are the words that bother me in this thing are, he's from this region, he betrayed us, homegrown. Dan Gilbert, you didn't have shit to do with LeBron James when he was growing up with just his yeah, mom. Yeah, I mean if if, if you he, didn't grow him at all, you no, didn't do shit for no, this if he, if he never got drafted by Cleveland. I mean, like, what the fuck yeah. does he have to say to him? Yeah. You, like, and that's the thing. You drafted him by a lottery. I mean, you didn't, anybody would have drafted him number one. Yeah, and, like, I just don't appreciate this idea of ownership of him as a piece of property. When he he, he, he literally justified every part of his contract, was able to... It's like when you come up for a cell phone renewal. Mm-hmm. It's like if AT&T wrote me a letter Cause I'm like I'm going to Verizon And they were like you betrayed me you Dude, motherfucker I'd like, never do business with you again Like yeah. I ain't buying you verse I ain't doing Right <laughs> exactly you know Like it's completely it's just ridiculous to treat him like a, and, a property And my thing is that it's amazing But a lot of people really feel like this Like if you blow up Or you do something spectacular in life All of a sudden people feel like they have ownership of you Almost like if if our relationship wouldn't there, you wouldn't have been nothing. Almost like if I hadn't yeah. found you, you didn't have to find him. He was yeah. going to be on the scene regardless. Like, somebody's like, well, the fans, they pay, they play for chairs, and the fans buy the jerseys, and the fans help pay his salary. Man, the fans don't do shit. You tear ACL, and let's see what the fans do for your punk ass, okay? They won't let's see them come to your house you. and write a check to pay your bills, because they don't. Let's, Say just, that again. Fans don't give a fuck about you, and that's the big secret is none of us give a fuck about each other. Athletes don't really care about the fans. Fans don't really care about the athletes when it really comes down to it. We don't know each other. That's the truth. Mm. People just see a motherfucker on TV a few times a year and think they know him all of a sudden. Um, Alright, so he says the self-declared former king will be taking the curse with him down south until he does right by Cleveland and Ohio. <laughs> until you do right wow. by Cleveland. He went to the color purple, didn't he? You know, man, like, this he been watching too much Roots. This is the first time I've read this letter in its entirety because I just can't, I'm not that type of person like I can read through something like yeah. this. Because, I mean, it, it bothers me when I got to like line number two. And right. I was like, dude, it's nothing you can do. Like, why are you being... Us, uh, you know, like when Gar Kelly's like, when a woman scores, yeah, it ain't nothing you can do about yeah. it. I'm like, dude, why are you acting like a scorn woman right now? Like, yes. that's some real female shit that you're doing. And it, the, what's weird to me is people on Twitter that were trying to defend him originally, and then they got mad at me for saying he's a bitch for, for making this, the writing this letter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they tried to defend him, and, they, and part of their defense was like, well, look at LeBron, his ego, his, all this, he's just chasing, yeah. he's just chasing money, he's just chasing the fame and success. And I'm thinking, this is the dude that writes LeBron's check. This is his enabler. This dude is the guy who has more money than LeBron. That's this right. letter, this letter, has, speaks a bigger ego than LeBron's ego. This is a letter about ownership. This is a letter about, uh, for lack of a better term, slavery. And I don't mean that racially. Yeah. I mean literally like, you can't do what you want to do with your life. I'm, 
I'm you're supposed to owe me and do what I tell you you should do. Fuck you. I don't care you wrote my checks for a while. I'm not taking my services somewhere else. And my thing is that's free. That's free, boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give us free. Give us free. <laughs> and my thing is not like it was any breach of contract. It's not like he didn't fulfill his obligations. Yeah, he did what he was supposed that's to do. That's right. So my thing is like that's like at any job. I mean, I'm, if anything, I mean, like, what if LeBron, like, before he left, right? You know what I'm saying? He wrote him a motherfucking letter. He was like, "Look, y'all piece of shit GM that you hired, and yeah. the piece of shit coaches that you had yeah. work, and the piece of shit uh, Shaq who was already over the damn hill three yeah. years out of his prime, and the damn." Shooting guard as y'all put it, point guard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny too? People have been pissed about that. Look. What's funny too is people said um, he. Uh, people were saying like, okay, well, all these moves they made were supposedly to appease LeBron. LeBron wanted these things. LeBron wanted a certain coach. He want. You know what? You're the guy who writes the checks. You could. You told. get to tell him no. Yes, you do. You being a bitch. All you did. All you did was let me know you're a bitch. That's right. You let me know that you write the checks, but you do everything this motherfucker says. And the precedent I have for that is this: Mitch Kupchak. People will call him a bad GM for telling Kobe Bryant no back in the day. Yeah, well, Mitch Kupchak just got them two more rings. Yes, he did. Because he said no, Kobe. We're not trading Andrew Bynum. Okay, I get that you don't understand how long-term valuable a seven-foot center is because you would rather have 35-year-old Jason Kidd now. I would rather have 22-year-old, 24-year-old, 25-year-old Andrew Bonham in a couple years. That's right. And it took him saying no. Jerry, uh, Jerry Ronsdorf, the owner of the Bulls. That's right. It took him saying no to Michael Jordan. When Michael Jordan was like, hey, don't trade Charles Oakley. He's like, fuck Charles Oakley. I write the check. You'll get over it. You know, and yeah. that, like, unfortunately, when you give too much power to a player, a player's mindset is on on this game, this year, mm-hmm. this, this, you know what I'm saying? Their yeah, player's mindset isn't like, how do I build the value of my franchise for the next five to ten years? They, they don't, don't give care. a fuck about that. They're just like, man, I played against Jason Kidd tonight. Damn, he good. Wish he was on my team. Yeah. And Andrew Bottom's still still working on his, you know, ain't filled out. Why don't we just trade his ass? I don't give a fuck if he's an all-star in ten years. Mm-hmm. I just want to win tonight. So, you know, all he did was let me know that. But then here's the funniest part of the letter. This one I said, hey. This he was loony. He was drunk than a motherfucker when he Once wrote this. He shit. was lit up. Yeah, like even even the last part ends with the like four periods in a row because I think that's when he passed out. I don't even think that he. Uh, like, he was I like, think, "This is it, all right." Yeah. All right. He says, "Just watch. Sleep well, Cleveland. Tomorrow is new as a new and much brighter day." Drunk. I promise you that our yeah is much brighter. Unlike the weather, um, I promise you. Uh, that our energy, focus, capital, knowledge, and experience will be directed at one thing and one thing only. Delivering you the championship you have long deserved and is long overdue. And he promised that he will win a championship before LeBron. Word. Yeah. Word, but that roster, word. What? With any roster. Who the fuck is like, going to come to Cleveland dog, now? They don't, no more. They don't even win. I don't even know if they make the playoffs. Right. Yeah. I don't even think they win 30, 40 games. We'll see how good they are without LeBron. But the thing is, um, who's going to come to Cleveland now? Because now, you, okay, you lost the best player in the NBA. You lost a two-time defending MVP. And you and went out like a bitch. Yeah, that. then you just went out like a bitch, dis- dissed him. He called him out. He said he didn't even, he quit on us in the playoffs. Yep. Like the day after he signed with Miami, he said, yeah. I'm going to Miami. 
I read that shit on ESPN. I was like, damn, this dude, he keep going in quick. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you don't you don't say shit like he that. He started selling his items for $17.41 because it's like the year of Benedict Arnold's birth or some shit. Like, and because Benedict Arnold was a famous trader. Um, so it's, it's, it's like he's just literally burning bridges here. Oh, yeah. Yes, so, he is. so now if I'm a player and I see this. You have to overpay me to come to Cleveland. Buy a lot. And and that's not a good thing. You can never build a roster. Yeah. Ask the Clippers. You can never build a roster when you're overpaying players just to come to your shitty-ass team because they know your owner is batshit. I, I got to say this, too, man. As much as I agree with you 100%, yeah. if you look at it from the business side of things like how LeBron did. Yeah. I mean, if he putting enough money up on the table, and this it's a team that you can win some games with, yeah, you really got you still got to consider them as a team they will play for. I, here's the thing, though. Let's 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 really think about that because I've been thinking about it. I actually talked to this dude um, on Twitter about this, mm-hmm. and he was like just so adamant. I think he's a Cleveland fan, mm-hmm. and he was using the Clippers as his example. Mm-hmm. Now, the Clippers have Donald Sterling, who's reputedly known as like, oh, he doesn't like black people, and he's cheap supposedly. Um, and also, they they're in LA, right? Mm-hmm. Great city. Why can't they attract major free agents? The last one they got was Baron Davis, and the only reason they got him is because Elton Brand promised to come to to the Clippers with uh, Baron Davis, and at the last seconds decided they're not offering me enough money. I'm out and left. Right. That's so they actually didn't really get Baron Davis. And Barry Davis is from Los Angeles, by the way. Okay. So, so there was the twofold why he went there. But if you think about their history, they've never gotten good free agents mm-hmm. ever. They can only get players through trade, and then as soon as their deal is up, they dip. Yeah. They dip. So like, this is a, that to me, and that's Los Angeles. This is Cleveland. Yeah, you got your point. They couldn't even get Bosh to come play with LeBron in Cleveland. And that's the thing people forget. LeBron tried to build something in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Why don't y'all come up here with me?" And I was like, "Niggas, you crazy? Yeah. It's cold. It's snowing up there. Hell no." Yeah, basically, Bosch was like, "If, if y'all, if Cleveland fans should be anybody, they should be mad at Bosch because he ditched the city. Mm-hmm. Oh, at least yeah, LeBron was, never ditched the city. He never was like the fans suck. It's too, it's cold. Uh, he was like, "Damn it, I'm from Canada, but I ain't going now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> screw y'all. All right, so I, I wrote down some points that I would like to. Oh wait, actually, no. Before we get into that, um. On the Facebook page, when I put the letter, we had some people respond. I want to read their response. Okay. Uh, my man Ben Wyrib, that's my dude from Twitter. Okay. He said, "I wonder why LeBron left." Say, say. That's the first thing I thought when I read this too. Was like, yeah, it makes sense to me. I'd leave that crazy motherfucker too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Junior Ray Clemson Clemens says, "Dude is going in delusional." Agreed. Uh, Patrice Callender, one of my heroes in the blogging world, she put. But there was a color purple reference. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just mad he decided on a jovial font like Comic Sans was the best choice. <laughs> that font was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Julian Alviro, I'm in Cleveland now. You should hear the talk radio. Uh, I bet. Uh, Isaac Weeks, the, the same dude that wrote the thing about uh, LeBron being the most vilified player. Yeah, it's a little hard to take this simply as, oh, he just overreacted. I mean, that was clearly written at least a week ago. To cut him just a little slack, though, the Cavs really are screwed. And when you're faced with the fact that you are about to lose hundreds of millions over the next few years, crazy happens. Eh, no no excuse. Other people have took worse L's in sports and did it with more dignity. Um, The thing, like I said, the difference is 
you ain't gotta let me know you're a bitch. I value that. I know some people don't value that, but things have happened to me before where I was mad inside and I was like, I'm not gonna just come out and let you yeah, know this. Like, I gotta hold this shit back. Yeah, like that's just life. You know what I'm saying? It's not, I'm holding it back because I'm a bitch. You're going, I'm holding this back in case I need to make moves later. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing yeah. like, re- reacting to everything in the now is one of the dumbest things any person can do, regardless of money. Uh, my girl Nicole, uh, who I used to work with, said, that's some bitch assness. <laughs> and Jimmy Ray Clemens said he signed the score, so. Um, and he said he must have really felt that way because he put that Friday at 12 and again at 10-24, he put he signed the score. So I don't know what happened with his comment. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's get into some, some things I wrote down about this. Cause okay. I got into some debates on Twitter and people were bringing up different points. Okay. And I said, let me write some of this shit down so that we can have an organized you know, conversation. Okay. Um, people hate to see young, especially black, Athletes exercise their power. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this was a power move, and most people don't understand power, and they don't understand what the machinations you have to go through to get it, and how it sometimes makes you look bad, but it's actually a good look. That's right. Everyone assumed that the audience for the LeBron the decision was us, like fans. Mm-mm. That shit wasn't about us at all. It was about corporations. Mm-hmm. He took over and sold at our primetime advertising. On the biggest sports TV station in the world. And gave it to the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, and it wasn't even about him getting the money. It was just showing people, like, look, I can sell shit on my own. I'm the biggest name in sports. This is an inconsequential moment that I'm turning into something because of who I am. That's right. And like I said, it's just... This wasn't like Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade or these guys who are just out there twittering and on camera trying to tell you that every move. This is a dude that's like... I know the value of, of words. I'm not saying shit until it's time to do, announce my decision. Mm-hmm. And he and that's basically how he played it, man. And it was, you know, it was great. Um, and I looked at it strip, simply from a matter of, yeah, sure, some fans I had their panties in a bunch, but let's be honest, they was gonna be mad anyway. That's right. It was a contingent of fans that were gonna be mad at him for not staying in Cleveland. Or picking a team that wasn't their team, right? Yeah. So th- that was gonna be mad anyway. Um, and the thing is, he's the only player that could do this, and he proved that. And I think even more importantly, he's the only athlete that can do this. That's true. No other person has done this in the history of sports. I don't even know if the history of celebrity, if anybody has bought and sold their own fucking advertising for an hour on national TV, just said, "Hey, move over your programming." I will come announce on your shit. And I know... I, and I, I got the ads. Don't worry about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I know people will watch. Yeah, you won't be making any money for the advertising. So, you might want to do a three-hour special on Sports Center beforehand. You might want to do some recaps afterwards. But, yes, I'm going to come on your fucking station. I'm going to take it over to the prime time. I'm going to announce my shit. I'm going to give the money away to some little kids because I really don't give a fuck about the money. I could get that anyway. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he made something out of it and people just resent power. They resent, and it's only in sports you see this, they they resent the employee exerting power over his own career. They they resent when athletes make a lot of money. They resent when athletes change teams. It's just such a, like, it's the only facet of our life where we're like, how can the employee get to do that to the man? You know? Yeah, and the the weird part about it is that at your real job, if you could exert that same power, you would. Yes. Yes. You know, you really would. 
So I'm not hating people for holding out the NFL. Yeah. I'm not knocking people because like I told somebody, I said, damn it, I don't get football tackled in my job. Right. I ain't got to worry about tearing no ACL. I ain't got to worry about no brain damage. I ain't yeah. got I don't got concussions in my job. That's why you make the money you make. Uh my second point, loyalty is overrated. Yes ask, it is. Ask KG. Say that again. He did everything right and everybody was sympathetic to his ass. While he was losing like a motherfucker in Minnesota. Yes, he was. Wasting the best time of his career. You know how many titles KG could have right now if he would have jumped ship to the Celtics like five years before he did? A lot. You know, when they fucked up all the draft picks and he stuck, he stuck there anyway? Mm-hmm. No, fuck that. Um, had to cut his own money in Minnesota to and couldn't attract any free agents. But uh, Actually, I don't even know if Spree willing to sell signers free agents, but he, that, was, that was the extent of it. Some yeah, old washed up like niggas. One or two years thing, and after that, that was over. Um, yeah. The people that are saying don't go to Miami because it won't be your team, let me tell y'all That's something. Bullshit. Let me tell y'all something. It don't matter. Do y'all play pickup basketball at all? Yeah. The best player on the team is, is obviously... Recognizable right away. Yes, like they the are. thing, the thing is, we all agree, or at least these writers and all these other motherfuckers agree. LeBron James is the MVP. Yes. You look at the All Star voting. LeBron James is the man. And they voted him in. That's right. So suddenly, we get he gets to Miami, a place where Dwayne Wade hadn't been out the first round in four years. While LeBron James been going to the Easy Conference Finals and the Finals with a bunch of scrubs. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think I don't even think Dwayne Wade's roster right now. It's as bad as the roster LeBron took to the finals. And it's not. Right? So, um, here you go. You look at this team, and you go, we have LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh. And you could draft, let's say you could draft every NBA player in the draft right now. Everyone's consensus number one pick would probably be LeBron James, right? Of course. So then how the fuck is it not his team as soon as he puts on that uniform? I say so too. Was the dream team not Michael Jordan's team? When he put it was a bunch of all-stars on that bitch. Oh bunch. But if you look at who we consider the leader of the team, it's it's Michael Jordan. Same thing will happen with LeBron James. Like LeBron James has a more complimentary type game. Yes, he does. But it, let's not be fooled. Mm-hmm. He's still the best motherfucker on that court. When he's jump jumping a foot over a dude and dunking in his face, we will all be like, oh yeah, that is right. And, and because people don't have a lot of imagination, they can't really picture in their minds, ah, LeBron James in a heat uniform, dominating, you know what I'm saying, and go, oh yeah, that is right. He's he's actually the best player in the NBA. Yes, he is. And the funny part was that they was interviewing people on ESPN, and, and some of the people in the heat was going, well, I'm not going to watch no more. And they were talking about, um, well, this is Dwayne Wade's team. And I was like, well, if it's Dwayne Wade's team... Why did LeBron even come to another man's team not to be the man? Yeah, well, Dwayne Wade asked him to come there. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, like, this is not, like, everyone just looks at it like he's going to Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade was like, please come here. I haven't been out the first round in a long time. And I want to win. And we are friends. Can you please help a brother out? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you can kind of look at it however you want to, but in my opinion, it is Dwayne Wade's team. And he's sharing his team now with his boy. And so now it's their team. You know what I'm saying? Well, I and, say and personally, yeah. personally, if you know, if I if I was ranking my top players, I mean, when the game on the line, I want Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Right. Then behind Kobe, I want Dwayne Wade because I, I think his jump shot's better than you know LeBron's. And then I take LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Right. So now keep in mind, you turn the scenario into when the game's on the line. Yeah. 
I'm saying who's the best player 365 days a year? Yeah, I feel you. It's LeBron James. Yeah. That's how shit happens. In the, to me, it's like this. Magic Johnson is literally one game away from us calling him never the man. One game. If Kareem doesn't get hurt and he doesn't jump in center and he doesn't that game win the sky hook, we are all sitting up here like, yeah, he was good. I mean, but look at all the talent on this team. I mean, he never really had to be the man. Mm. But because of that one time, that's really the only time that we were like, we, we all go back to to be like, he's the man. Mm-hmm. LeBron James is one moment away it, it went from doing something crazy in the championship series. Mm-hmm. He's one finals MVP away from us all going, oh, yeah, that is right. Right, right. He's right. the fucking man. Like, dude, like, people act like when they get on the court, LeBron James is going to be deferring to, to Dwayne Wade and averaging 10 right. points a game and right. shit. Right, Like, he's going to be fucking killing, too. It's going to be ridiculous. Money, it's like, no, it's going to be stretches, man, where they probably score, like, the first 20, 30 points sometimes. Yeah, somebody was like, who takes the last shot? Uh, and Derek, Derek said, well, what does it matter when you're up 20? Set that again. Right. Like, they're going to be busting ass, man. Right. All season long. They're not going to be getting into the last second game. This is season for the other teams. So. Yeah. I was like when everybody said that shit with the Celtics. Well, who takes the last shot? And everybody pointed to each other. It was like uh, Ray Allen pointed to Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce pointed to Ray Allen. KG pointed to Ray Allen. And I was thinking, so when they beat the Lakers by 40 to win the championship, did, did it matter who took the last shot? Yeah. No. All right. So, um... ESPN was just as responsible for the hype, if not more so than LeBron yes. James. Yes. Um, and I think we covered that already, so I'll skip over that. But yeah, they put as much, they put more emphasis on this decision than he ever did. Yes. Um, if you really think you have a problem with the way that he went about this, and you think that he was wrong for going on national TV, mm-hmm. if you really do though, think about this. Anyone listening that has a problem with it, would you have had a problem with it if he had chose to stay in Cleveland? Like he did the exact same thing, but then he said, "I decided to stay in Cleveland." Ninety-nine. It would be a story. Ninety-nine. It would be a story, but ninety-nine percent of these people would not be mad. No. And that's how you're a hypocrite. That's you're a hypocrite. I'm sorry. You think he owes Cleveland and that he's owned by Cleveland and that he has some sort of obligation to clear his moves with Cleveland, even though he's a free agent on July first. Somehow you think he's supposed to do something and make sure it's okay with Cleveland? No. You, your, your main thing was you believe in this this sense of entitlement and ownership that fans have because they bought a couple of jerseys. Mm-hmm. Look, dog, that's not how it works. This isn't a marriage. You know what I'm saying? This is a business. So, um, what? And then, and then people are like, well, why didn't he give a courtesy call to the Cavs? You know, even just a few minutes before he announced. Well, one, his owner's a bitch ass. So I wouldn't have told him nothing I ain't have to tell him because I guarantee you would have still released that letter ahead of time, told everybody where he was going, yes. and he went like he would have been a bitch about it. But even more importantly, what would that call have done? Would, would people be less mad? No. Oh, he, don't, oh, don't worry, everybody. He called us a couple minutes before he betrayed us. Yeah. Like no, you still would have been ever. And plus, everybody knew any damn way. Like the day of, you know, what I'm saying of the show. Every report was saying he was going to Miami. So. Yeah. Hey, now nah, I, I know Karen done been laid off. You ever been laid off from any job at all? Yeah. Without call, like I've been laid off before, and it was like not not performance based. It was strictly we're getting rid of your department. You're great at your job. Sorry. I ain't get no courtesy call. Oh, when I was temping. Yeah. Okay. Did you get a two week notice before they let you go? Hell no. And I and, and I feel like this. Just like um 
I might not make be making the millions that LeBron's making, but guess what? I am my own product, and I came to that decision. Right. And so, at the end of the day, if something better come up, make a little bit more money, you know what? I'm out. You ain't right. get no two-week notice. So, even though this dude is technically a free agent, he has to give some obligatory courtesy call no. to, to Cleveland to let them know I'm not going to come back to your no, team. Because you don't have to do that shit. No, because they're not obligated to do it to you. And then, like I said, where's the outrage when players get traded without notice? I don't see nobody boycotting when Jason Kidd got traded to New Jersey and he found out in the drive-thru. You know what I'm saying? When they fired Paul Salas and he found out because his neighbor brought the paper over to his house. Wow. Nobody was burning Hornets jerseys. Like, the point is, like, people get real selective when they see a young, intelligent, black man exercising power on TV. Then all of a sudden it becomes a, well, well that's not right. You should you should have to tell somebody. Mm-hmm. He's his own fucking boss. There's that's no one to right. tell. Yeah. It's July 1st. He don't work for you no more. There is no one he has to tell anything. And if you have a problem with that, fine. Don't like him. Don't buy his jersey. Whatever the fuck. He proved to corporations he's worth millions, if not billions of dollars. That's right. You, If you got your feelings hurt about that because you believed in LeBron James, then you're a fucking sucker. And that's why I don't really associate with suckers. Yeah, I take my few thousand and I will keep it to pushing too. I never believe I never believe I know an athlete because of TV. No. But a lot of people do. It's like what it's I was telling. It's just the image that they're selling. It's like what I was telling Rob at Atypical Sports when he's talking about how Kobe's an asshole, but he liked LeBron. And I was like, that makes you a fucking dumbass then. Because one dude is selling you something, and the other dude is selling you something, and you and you bought one dude's shit like it was real. Mm-hmm. They're both fake. They're both That's images. Right. Like, no offense to LeBron, but when you make that much money, you have to be fake. You can't continue to make this much money being real all the goddamn time because the American public can't handle real. Yeah. What? You know what I'm saying? That's the reason I have a podcast and not a radio show. You can't talk like this in real life. <laughs> yeah. like, come on, man. <laughs> we will be on satellite, y'all. Yeah, alright. Um, like, you know, when Richard Seymour got traded to Oakland from New England, wasn't nobody burning Patriots jerseys. Yeah. No. And they ain't tell his nigga shit. He didn't even want to go to training camp. He was so upset. He wanted to stay in New England. He, you know what I'm saying? And they were still like, fuck you, go. It's a business. Well, this is a business, too. That's right. Fans, where's your hypocritical outrage now? That's um, why I feel the same way. If and when they win a bunch of rings, we won't remember any of this. At all. All right. I just don't throw that out there. Because everybody's so living in the moment. We will not be like, well, you remember... July seventh, two thousand and ten. Mm-hmm. Like no one, look, you know how much crazy shit Jordan did over the years, and we don't remember none of that. Well, he called Kwame Brown a flaming faggot, and I still haven't seen anybody bring that shit up. Ah, like, ruin that dude's career, man. Yeah, uh, people arguing that he should go to Chicago overestimate the uh, or underestimate the power of Jordan's shadow. Like they already, I saw someone this morning, Mike Luke on the Sports Reporter said. Michael Jordan would have won the series against the Celtics with LeBron's roster. Shit. Word. For real? Like that, and now think about this. He don't play for Chicago, right? He plays in Cleveland. But just by being the best player in the NBA, you're consistently compared to Michael Jordan, which is kind of funny to me anyway because Phil Russell won 11 rings. No one ever brings up his shadow. But anyway... Because we've we've all lived to see Michael Jordan, so that's why we bring him up. He's the new, he's the most current, uh, you know, DM. So, um, what's funny though is we have turned Michael Jordan into this impossible thing, and no one really seems to recognize that no matter what anyone does, it will always pale in comparison to Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan is 
so accomplished and so and so many scenarios set up perfectly for him. That's right. We're never gonna talk about him losing to the Pistons and going out, or losing to the Cavs and going out, or even when he came back and lost to the Magic and went out. We're never gonna bring up that shit. We only see the amazing game winners, the flu performance. You know, we Last only see second shots. That's right. right. We only see these things. So. When we compare Michael Jordan, it ain't really Michael Jordan. It's this legacy, this this false mythood, uh, mythology of what he was to a normal human being that we're watching play every game. LeBron would have went to Chicago. He could never live up to that. He could win eight titles and we'd be like, yeah, well, Jordan would have won ten. And the thing that's amazing about it, it's amazing when they bring up Jordan. Nobody ever talked about the failures. Everybody always right, talked about that's the all accomplishments. Well, yeah, he never did, actually. Uh, he never really missed a shot, like, ever. Yeah, it's crazy because I remember that one season like he, he averaged 100% from the field. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this nigga is amazing. This motherfucker's perfect. Yes, and then, you know, everybody else, they suck. Um, and, he, and he never lost a game, too. A lot of people don't know this. Right. I remember that I remember that one season when they went 82-0, and 0, then went to the playoffs and won all 16 games. Bam! Just like that. It was the crazy shit. Um, and never had a bad game, either. That was like I remember one game, man. He made a pass and it went out of bounds, and it was like that turnover zone. It's Kerr. It ain't no Michael Jordan. <laughs> um, all right, man. So um, the other thing about the Michael Jordan thing, or the Chicago thing, how are you gonna say? How are you gonna say? Well, going to Miami is too much help, and he shouldn't be leaving because it's gonna make winning a championship too easy. Like Chicago ain't a fucking upgrade too. Yeah. Like they ain't upgraded almost every position on the Cavs roster. Right. That's just that's help too. It's just the appropriate amount of help, and it helps you and your fucking Jordan fetish, so you can just live there and jack off the Michael Jordan highlights for the rest of your life yeah. and go. Ah. LeBron James wants to be Michael Jordan. Oh, I just want to jack off to him. Yeah. I, listen. This dude is trying to be the first LeBron James, not the thirty seventh Michael Jordan. That's right. Let the dude live, man. Um, you know, legacy is defined by the entirety of your career. It's not defined by today. No, you know, it's amazing when you talk to people. They're like, "Winning the ring is bad." When the last time winning the ring was bad? Yeah. yeah. And um, this, I also put this is the culmination of people being suckers and believing in athletes because of ads and a yeah. couple of high fives and some antiques before games. Yeah. yeah. This is your fault for being a sucker. If you mad at LeBron right now. You're all a sucker. Right. And that's really all it is to it. I, and I'm not even saying that the press conference wasn't crass and it didn't look bad. And it didn't make some fans get upset. I'm saying he don't give a fuck about y'all and he never has. And none of, none of them really do. They, they have a job. Right. You go to work. Do you really, really give a fuck about your customer at work? Are you crying if something bad happens to them? No. You could give a fuck. Write the check. The second the check stops showing up, I stop giving a fuck. What? That's how it works, man. And it doesn't matter how much money it is and what, what sport it is. There's no difference. Um, athletes don't owe fans anything ever. Mm-mm. That's what I put. Everybody's like, well, they all write this check. Okay, well, let the team suck. Okay? I, it's a lot of maybe y'all have fucking like forgotten, but your, your little precious Cleveland fans... I remember when they weren't showing up to games when there was no LeBron James. Oh, but they're the best fans in the world, right? Yeah, they're the best fans as long as LeBron James is playing. Yes, I want to see same, how it's going to roll. The same thing season. happens in 41 other times a year when he's playing outside of Cleveland. Yeah. There ain't no arena that don't get sold out to see LeBron James. No. Y'all motherfuckers ain't special. They're talking about Miami fans don't deserve them. They're just as lackadaisical as any fans. 
when the team was good and Shaq and, and Ray was there, they was there. It was there. And when they wouldn't, they tended on the beach. Yeah. Come on now. Fans are just as fair weather and fickle as anybody else, but yet somehow being a fan is supposed to put you in some sort of judgmental place where you can just talk shit about the athletes. Mm-hmm. You fucking loser. Um, you you can't own an athlete because he grew up around the same area as your team. And I had this discussion with RH1980, who is one of the re- most ridiculous people I've ever talked to on Twitter. He stalked me for like two or three days. Like, went to bed talking about, this is done, it's over, I don't want to talk to you. Woke up the next morning with me on his mind and hit me up like, so listen, what about this point? Uh, uh okay, dog. He's like, and I said that Dan, owners, Dan Gilbert's attitude about LeBron James is akin to slavery. And the fact that he feels that he owns him as a product and as a per- as as a person as property, right? right? Mm-hmm. Didn't say anything about his race or anything. Dan Gilbert could be Asian for all the fuck I know. Yeah, I don't even know what that nigga looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, I was like, you know, it's it's a slave mentality, and most of y'all have slave mentalities if you think LeBron James leaving Cleveland or exercising control over his career is bad. You have a slave mentality. You you think that it's not good for people to exercise control, except for the person, the owner. And so what I was saying is, hey, look, dog, um, you suffer. You know what I'm saying? You believe that he said at one point he said fans should play for cheers. I mean, players should play for cheers. Cheers don't cheers don't pay bills, nigga. Yeah. Can I can I call Duke Power with some of these chairs? (laughs) Hey, everybody, stand up and applaud. Alright, cool. Is that is that gonna take care of this? That cover my account? Yeah, hell no. Um and then the other thing, some dudes like he should put a two week notice in. Nigga, you don't work at Kinko's. Ah It's a goddamn free agent. What's wrong with you? Um anyway, man, so um he he just didn't grasp the fact that people would be mad no matter what. And he fell into this logical flaw where he would go, Well look, he owed the people of Cleveland. And I would say, you don't owe anybody anything. Nobody did anything for LeBron James that wouldn't have happened somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Nobody. That's right. Nobody. As soon as a motherfucker shows he can jump out the gym, every coach in the world thinks he can help that dude. Okay? You know, you know this, I can kind of compare this to. Yeah. And this this really going to show you, like, the, yeah. the geek in me. Yeah. But, like, one of these guys, I don't know who he is, what his name is, but he, like, he worked for Google. Yeah. And he, he came up with like these algorithms for uh, the search engine. Yeah. You know, when like, you know, Google always, the search engine is the shit. Everybody uses Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, apparently, his contract was up. Yeah. Now he went and worked for Facebook. Right. You know what I'm saying? And now you really got these two giants who are, you know, kind of going, going at each other or whatever, you know, after this very valuable guy. Well, I'm saying, it, it, it's not really. I mean, what can you really say about that? I right. mean, it, he was he was making a business decision to further his career right. and go right. to another area. I mean, it's it's no different from that. So. Yeah, I agree. He's not property. He gets to make his own decision. Exactly. He took his talents elsewhere. And the logical flaw this dude was falling into was saying fans, uh, he owes fans. And I said, look, you replace old with own. Because to me, when you say old, when you say he, he got to give them courtesy, what you're telling me is, this is a guy that somehow belongs to Cleveland fans, and he don't. He he filled that. He fulfilled that contract. Um, and then the other flaw he will fall into is go. Well, I, I support his decision. I mean, he can go where he wants. No, you really don't support his decision. No. What you're telling me is he owes Cleveland, and the only way to appease Cleveland is to actually stay there. It's yeah. really the only thing he could do to not piss them off. So actually, what you're telling me is he has to stay there, or else, or else he's a jerk. But I support him not staying there. And, no, my, and my thing is this. They had seven years yeah. to get 
free agents to mm-hmm. go get people or to put people around him. Right. Yeah. Seven years, that's a long period of time. And here, here's the last thing. Cleveland is a whack-ass city. Okay? I've never can been. We, can we all just agree? I, I've know. driven through there to go to Detroit. Yeah, I don't know. You had to. Well, I've been but, to Detroit. Um, I don't remember seeing Cleveland on the Cle- Look, look. Cle- Cleveland whack. And I don't mean it's whack like, oh, man, the people there are whack. I just mean it's whack like the location is whack. Nothing's popping off in Cleveland. Yeah. People that get big in Cleveland leave Cleveland. <laughs> so, so like, so don't get mad. You know what I'm saying? Don't get mad because he who gave you seven more years and you probably really fucking deserve. Yeah. Like, he helped your economy for seven years. And now that he's leaving, you want to put the guilt trip on him? Like, he can never leave because he no, owes man. you. Fuck you. I helped you for seven years. You should have done something with yourself. And um, I do want to say something, too, though. Um, I think he may have started something that, you know, might be the next big thing, man. You the, know the, what I'm saying? The decision, like, the explanations on TV? Well, no, actually, like, exercising his free agency. Oh, yeah. And, like, leaving his team with shit. With nothing. Yeah. I mean, like, seriously, if you look at it, he got Carmelo coming up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Chris Paul. Um, Chris Paul, Tony Parker. I mean, all these guys, I mean, if you... He's setting the standard, kind of. Like, right yeah, now... Yes, he is. Oh, I guess you can say maybe Boston set the standard. But, like, if you want to win the championship, you will have to sacrifice your numbers yeah. and get with some great motherfuckers around you to really win the championship. Yeah, and that'll make the NBA better, in my opinion. Yeah. Honestly, I like talent combined. You know what I'm saying? I like to yeah. see excellence. Parody really don't do shit for me, honestly. Yeah. I That's mean, why I like the honestly, NBA. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, you look at, like... The Kentucky in yeah. basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got five first rounders on the same same yeah. team. I mean, dog, who didn't like to watch them last? Right, year? and pa- like That's I true. said, pa- parody is overrated. Like some dudes, uh, man, K. K- Dot Blagava, I think used to be his name. He changed it to K. Monroe or something. But he's he was trying to tell me how parody is so great because the NFL, blah blah blah. And I was trying to explain to him, man, I, there's never been parody in the NBA. You look at when people won championships. Boston gets 11 rings. Chicago gets 6 out of 8. Mm-hmm. Houston gets those 2. The Spurs get like 4 or 5 in a few years. The Lakers win a ton. Boston mm-hmm. wins some more. There's not parity in the NBA, and it never has been. It was never better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's always the best team wins, yeah, which I, is I, why I fucks with the NBA so hard. Because it's like, I've never ended the season and went. Them flukes. I've never ended the season and went. How the fuck they win? Yeah, it's but that not, happens in the NFL like every other year. Yeah, it's not. It's not really. Well, you know, I think that 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 goes to uh, the way the draft is in the NFL. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's part. They don't of have it. a lot of it. I think that has a lot to do with it. But I think, yeah, but, I but mean, part of it is their actual playoffs end sometimes with you going. Wait, the, the Cardinals in the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That shit shouldn't happen in my opinion. I'm not no disrespect. Yeah. I love the NFL and whatnot, but that shit should. You can't tell me. We're literally just gambling a game of chance and, and fucking calls on the field. Anything can happen in the NFL. And that's why a lot of people are excited by it. But it's also why it's kind of bullshit. And you can't always use the argument of, well, Peyton Manning ain't won the Super Bowl yet, so that means he ain't good. It's like, no, it means that the breaks didn't go his way. Yeah. Um, but let me finish this so I can get out of here. Um, what I was trying to say about Cleveland, though, and why I know it's a whack city they can't attract free agents. LeBron tried his best to get people to come there. That's Not true. even good people. Sometimes it was Trevor Ariza, Ron Artest. These people said no too. That's right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Then Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch really ain't that good. I mean, compared to LeBron, and he said no. So 
they can't get people to come there and with a bitch ass owner, they're not gonna be able to build anything in Cleveland for a long time. They're gonna have to get lucky in the draft again yeah. and hope that that player attracts free agents. And then when he leaves, they'll write a bad letter about him. Um, and you know, you can't equate Muggsy or Muggy eight one seven tried to equate it to the Clippers. Clippers have a better city, and they still only been in the playoffs three times in twenty five years. Oh. If that's if that's what your limit is, is that who you say they can be like? Then just kill everybody now. All right, man. Uh-uh. Uh, it's been another episode of the Blackout Tips podcast. Um, you know, go ahead and make sure that you uh, you know follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodin's Prime. I'm say that again. That S and D A T. And also, um, you know, join the Facebook group. Leave comments. Um, go to our blog page, uh, the Blackouttips.blogspot.com. Uh, you know, click that donate button, man. A couple of y'all did it. We can get all you guys to donate, man. We can really do some big things with this. We're really trying yeah. to invest this shit in advertising, get us some promotional out, uh, thing outlets, maybe some stickers, some you know things that you can do to help us spread the word. We can mail you stickers. You can put them on yeah. things. And then on top of that, if there's artists out there, we would like to see your work too. Yeah, yeah. We need logos, you know, things like that. So guys, you know, we really do appreciate our fans, and you guys really are helping us out a lot, man. So just thank you to everybody, and um, until next time, um, I love you. I love you too, baby. I love y'all too. Peace. Yes, brothers. DJ Cavin, up in my city, Dade County. Let's go. Dade County, stand up right now. Oh, it's the Kansas City, the Florida City, Overlocker, by way through Overtown, in Liberty City, hoping I grow over South Miami, Wynwood, High Lear, Lil' Haiti, Lil' Phantom, South Miami Heights, P. Ryan, Richmond Heights, Nate Ramsey, Homestead, and can't forget about Goo, Dade County, let's do what it do. Rest in peace to Oak Wild, we the class, Dade County, let's go, up in my city, nigga, up in my city, Miami, I'm well connected, well respected for gangster shit I'm from the city of the preachers and them parlors, bitch Yo, I'm from down the way, you know, around the way Dade County, trail fire, rip the whole M.I.A. AK and Chevrolet, snappy braids and head of shade Look here, shit real, we really get it how we live We get on heavy crib, we get on heavy pills Me and my niggas and my Cubans and my Haitians, them Bitch, I'm from Dade County, we go way harder We do it way Cause we some made niggas Born bread and raised with get money ways Cause they don't get it off the top Like we get it down in days The jump from Dade County The jump from Dade County The jump from Dade County Forever thuggin' baby The jump from Dade County The jump from Dade County The jump from Dade County Forever thuggin' baby 305, it's my city Yes, I'm from Dade County Plus I'm fly, so I keep some bad bitches around me What up, Cali? You my niggas, so homie With Any bitch wanna come test me, yeah, come to my city, that's where I be I'm riding all through the hood in my new Bentley With my ass out, sir, up, out, the fuck what? Bow down, bitch, I'm running this out I got some real ass niggas, gotta run me out When I open up my mouth, I'm shooting down, it's out They go with that, 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 so you better watch out Bitch, I got money too, Triller album coming soon Triple C, 305, B-O-E, give us room With the keys, 25, in the kitchen Cooking food, baby, we the best Put the hate the rest, Dade County